0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to our ESICM podcast for March 2022. My name is Burçin Halaslı. I'm an internist and intensivist at Hacettepe University, Faculty of Medicine, Department of Internal Medicine, Division of Intensive Care, Ankara, Turkey, and I'm also ESICM Next Committee member. Joining me today is Dr. Hide Heysakars, working as a resident at the Radboud University Medical Center, Radboud Institute for Health Science, Department of Intensive Care, Nijmegen in Netherlands. He has a recent paper entitled Mental Health Symptoms in Family Members of COVID-19 IC Survivors 3 and 12 Months After IC Admission, a multicenter prospective cohort study published in ICM Journal. He de Welcome to the program.
1: Yeah, thank you for
0: inviting me. Very happy to be here. The prolonged problems that I see survivors of critically ill COVID-19 patients confront daily base became more popular nowadays. Post-acute COVID or long COVID issue is one of the major study areas. However, we do not have enough information regarding post-intensive care syndrome family in other words, pig's fa- family situation of COVID-19 survivors. In this sense, current study that we are going to talk is the first study in the literature, thanks to the authors. Therefore, I would like to start with this question. What is your main motivation to study on this field? Yeah,
1: thanks for your first question. Well. As you were saying, uh, there has been a lot of work done on the uh, PICs in patients. Uh, Actually, our research group in the the Netherlands has been studying uh, the post-intensive care syndrome in patients since 2016 now. Um, So we know quite a bit about that already, but we didn't know anything about the post-ICU syndrome in family members. So we we already really wanted to study the PIX-F, but we never quite got to it. But then the COVID-19 pandemic started, and as we all know, the pandemic confronted, confronted us uh, with a unique situation uh, for us clinicians, but especially for the patients and the family members. So we, at the start of the COVID-19 pandemic, we we knew this this would have a great impact on, on family members, uh, since they couldn't often, they couldn't visit their own uh, family members at the ICU. Uh, they were isolated as well. So we, we really want to know what the actual impact of the uh, COVID-19 ICU as a mission, as a mission of the uh, family member was. And uh, we want to know what, uh, so again, what the impact was so we could um, enact on that. So we could, could help them better in the future. So in this pandemic, but maybe also in future pandemics or future problems. So I think that was the main motivation. At the start of the COVID-19 pandemic, we knew this was going to be a really unique situation and with a big impact on family members. So we wanted to study it to better understand the impact so we could better help the family members um, in in guidance during ICU admission, but also after. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Yeah, you did very well. To yeah. obtain mental health symptoms in family members, there are some different validated u- scales. You utilized hospital anxiety and depression scale (HADS), uh, impact of events revised uh, and short form health survey 12. Why did you prefer those scales?
1: Yeah, that, that's an interesting question because I think it's very important to use the right uh, measurements to, the score or to to to, uh, to to look at your outcomes, um, and as I mentioned before, we've been looking at the post-attentive care syndrome in patients for quite a while now, uh, and in patients we also use those scales um, to to measure the of, to objectify the, the mental health outcome, uh, the mental domain in pigs. Um, these questionnaires were also advised by the uh, core outcome set in 2017, I think, by NITAM to to measure the mental health impact uh, in patients. Um, So that's why we also used the questionnaires in in the family members. So we could compare the mental problems in patients with the uh, mental problems in in family members by using the exact same scales and the exact same uh, kind of values. And I think a great advantage of the, the uh, Had anxiety, and has depression, and the uh, IAS. And we use the IAS 6, which is a shorter version of the IAS revised with only six questions. I think the main advantage is that you have a validated scale which measures the uh, presence of symptoms uh, going to either anxiety, depression, or PTSD by just a short amount of questions. So it, with an limited amount of questions, you already can say something about a lot of things in the mental domain. So it's, it's very easy to fill in for family members, it doesn't take long. So yeah, I think that's our some reasons why we choose uh, those three uh, validated questionnaires. And as you were saying, we also use the SF12. Um, and I think the great advantage of this questionnaire is that you can say something about the mental uh domain of the, the mental component uh summary but also something about like the phys- physical component summary score um again with only 12 questions so the, we use this question as we can because um, they are validated they're used in, and advised in patients and that's uh, why you use the family members to compare outcomes. It, it's interesting to see because we all as i was saying we all so sort of looked at covid-19 patients and the impact on their mental health and actually we were able to compare our outcomes because we used the same um scores. and uh, the impact of the mental health symptoms were more frequently occurred more frequently in family members than in patients in our study yeah that's i think one of the great advantages
0: yeah sure If you think other components of PICS family, like as a physical and cognitive dysfunction, what could we do?
1: Yeah, this is an interesting question as well. So in our study, we only looked at the mental domain um, as this was, um, because PICS-F was defined in 2012 as mental problems in family members. In patients, we look at, Mental, physical, and cognitive uh, problems. Uh, but in the definition of XF, F only mental problems. Uh, we, it was defined as mental problems only. But indeed, we know for sure that those family members will also have physical problems. Will also probably will also have cognitive uh, problems. Um, so I think I think this is a subject which needs to be looked at better. Uh, studied better because uh, as I mentioned, we also used the, use the SF12, which also gives uh, a physical component summary, and we saw that uh, the physical component summary score was lower in family members after three months, three months after ICU admission, and uh, lower after 12 months after ICU admission compared to before ICU admission, so we can say there are, those family members will also experience physical problems. Um, We know, for example, cognitive problems are associated with mental health problems. So, I think we can assume that those family members uh, will also have physical problems, will also have cognitive problems. Right now, in our present study study, we didn't look into this, but I think this will be important to look at uh, in the future. Um, Another thing, we looked at what isn't in in those domains, for example, if the family members were able to return to their work. And we found that 28% of the family members who worked before the ICU admission of their relative were not able to return to their work as they used to to do one year after ICU admission. So I think there are a lot of interesting things you can look at uh, to objectify the impact of an ICU admission with COVID. 40 family members. Again right now we only looked at the mental domain but there are also uh, measurements and scores um, valid questionnaires for physical problems which we use in our research in patients. The same thing is for uh, for cognitive uh, dysfunction. We also use a, uh, for example the CFQ 14 is a, a validated questionnaire to score cognitive dysfunction in patients and those questionnaires can also be used in, in family members. I think that's that's something we should look at in in the future, future research,
0: yes. Yeah, these are main important points that we have to underline for PIGS family. In your study, you sent the questionnaires to participants on paper or online. In this aspect, what is your opinion on different models of post-intensive care outpatient clinics? For example, in-person control, remote control, what do you think?
1: Yeah, interesting question as well. Um, yeah, so indeed, uh, in our study, we used uh, questionnaires which were sent to the participants, in this case, the family members, uh, on paper or online, whatever the, the family member uh, preferred uh, for, for se- several reasons. Uh, by by doing it like this, it was, we were able to include a lot of, of, a great amount of family members, but also uh, during the COVID-19 epidemic, it was uh, difficult to, ask family members to come to the hospital. Sometimes they weren't even allowed. So that's why we uh, send them papers, uh, send them questions by paper or online. Uh, But if you were asking me what would be the the best model for a post-intensive care uh, clinic, I would definitely say to to see the the family members in in person. I'm sorry. Um, Well, actually in our health institute, as you mentioned, the Radboud uh, hospital, uh, family members and patients are uh, invited to revisit the ICU three months after um, their ICU admission. So they, they get the opportunity to come back and see where they spent some days at the ICU and uh, a lot of patients, but family members as well find this very um, helpful to uh, deal with their problems and to... Um, um, so, to better understand what happened to them, uh, to the patient, but also the patient will hear from his relatives what, how they experienced the whole uh, ICU admission. So, yeah, if you're asking me what would be the best th- uh, way to arrange a post uh, ICU clinic, I would definitely say uh, in person. Uh, hopefully, um, the, the, the pandemic and the COVID pandemic allows it to do for, for family members to revisit the ICU, to, to in-person visit a ICU prop, uh, clinic and to really talk about your problems within a clinician, either an intensive list or an, uh, a nurse who has experience in, the, in, in PICS. Um, so yeah, definitely in-person if it's, if it's possible.
0: Yeah, uh, I think so, similar. Little. Finally, yeah. uh, what are your future plans are we going to see another project on PIX family?
1: Well, I hope so, definitely, yes. So, as I mentioned in the beginning, um, we were hoping to uh, do, some, do research on uh, PIX F for quite a while, but we never got to it. And the COVID 19 pandemic actually yeah, gave us the last push to put this through because we were really interested in seeing uh, to see what, what was going on in, in family members and what were the problems were. Uh, so I think in the future it would be really interesting to not only look at um, family members of COVID-19 ICU patients but also in, uh, patients with other diseases, uh, with other ICU admission reasons to see what um, their problems are. And if we know what their problems are and- and we can compare it to the problems experienced by uh, family members of COVID-19 patients. We can see if there there might be differences. So, might, it might be that uh, patients, uh, family members of patients with COVID-19, need another kind of uh, help after the ICU admission. They have other needs, uh, or maybe the needs are the same, and then we can just uh, make a program for all for all family members. But I think it's it, the program should be individualized. So that's why I'm saying we should really look into um, yeah all family members of all ICU patients, so we can better understand what individual needs are, and we can better help individual family members the way the way they need it. So I think that would be an interesting thing for a project for the future to uh, not only look at the COVID-19 uh, patients, but also at other patients. Yeah.
0: Thank you very much, It was a great pleasure for us. Thanks for uh, joining us for this uh, interesting am podcast. Yeah, thank you very much for
1: having me.
0: Bye-bye. Bye-bye.